we're rolling, we're rolling. We fought all day long. Stay tuned, man. We got something special for y'all today. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. To the 10, right to the 5. Scooting in for the score. Touchdown. Yeah. Yes, welcome in everyone. This is the Full 10 Yards Podcast and I deliberately call it the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Not the NFL branch, not the college branch or any of that. We're all here together to celebrate the start of a new NFL season. We are just one week away. As you'll be listening to this, we will be in that very week. It'll be Monday morning and the NFL will be upon us in just a few days' time. So I thought it would be good to get all the boys together to go through what we're going to be producing for you over at Full 10 Yards HQ for the year. So we've got all the branches together. We've got the retro branch, of course, with Lawrence, Fantasy with Dave, College with Lee, bit of betting with Adam and Tim is here as usual to talk NFL side of things as well. Um, we'll welcome the boys in shortly. Um, but essentially, we're going to have a bit of fun with this as well, fellas, because I'm going to test your knowledge on the off-season in your relative branches. Um, so probably a little bit easier, um, I would suggest, the closer you get to the new season. So no pressure in terms of Adam and Dave, but as the fantasy and betting questions are around stuff that's happening now, and Tim's questions are all really about stuff that happened six months ago, I'm fully expecting you boys to shine as we get into this, so no pressure but we'll see where we get to. Let's welcome the boys in then. First and foremost, let's go branch by branch and representing the NFL side of things, of course, is Tim. So, Tim, welcome in, mate. How are you this evening? Yeah, I'm very well. Uh, considering, so, so, so on that then, if my questions are six months ago, that's my, that's already my excuse for finishing last. Is that correct? I've already set you up, mate. Anything other than last now will be seen as a success, mate. So don't let me down, though. Don't let me down. Do the NFL branch yeah. proud, mate. Do be proud. We'll go chronologically, Lee. You're going to be up next in the quiz side of things. Obviously, we'll touch on the draft, see how much you can remember from it. How are you, buddy? You were doing all right? Yeah, very well, thanks, mate. Yeah, welcome to you and also the rest of everyone who we don't really get together like this anymore, do we? So it's, it's nice to see everyone, you know, on the eve of the season almost. It is indeed, mate. It is indeed. Fancy wise, Davey boy. Um, obviously, been hearing a lot of you on the airwaves in recent weeks. So obviously, these quiz questions will be a breeze when we get to them. But how are you tonight, mate? Yeah, really good. Like I say, it's good to see everybody all in one room to, to get together and have a bit of fun with it because that's the that's the most important thing with all this. It's uh, it's enjoyment. So, yeah, great to see you all. Yeah, cheers, buddy. Looking forward to this. Should be good. Adam, obviously, from a betting perspective, I know you've been writing your stuff with touchdown tips and so on and so forth in terms of your previews upcoming. Um, how are you tonight, mate? Thank you, mate. Uh, quick pod with Tim earlier. Looking forward to new season. Yeah, absolutely, mate, aren't we all? And talking about a new season, season number 35, I believe he introduced it as on the Monday podcast, of course, Mr. Retro himself. Lawrence, how are you doing, buddy? Fabulous, fabulous. I'm battering the hell out of my National Trust membership. So please bring the start of the season so I don't have to go to another stately home. <laughs> yeah, certainly, mate. It's been a long off-season. It always is, but as we were talking about earlier, it's kind of crept us up crept up on us, hasn't it? No pre-season, no Hall of Fame game to moan about how poor the quality has been. Um, you know, here we are, roster cuts have happened, and like I say, we are full steam ahead. But let's have a quick look back then, guys, over the off-season. We'll do it in quiz format, um, and we'll then start looking ahead to what 2020 actually brings for us at the full 10 yards in terms of what we're all going to be up to. 
big season ahead for us. Obviously, we've done the season guide for 2020, which I'm sure Tim will give some plugs out to later on. Um, so we want this to be a really good year for us. And obviously, we want you all to enjoy alongside us. So let's get into some quiz questions then, boys. And let's see how much you can remember of the off-season. Tim, we'll start with you, mate. I've set you up for failure, mate. So let's see how good you can do. So question number one. There's been a fire sale in Jacksonville, as we are all aware, but can you cast your mind back and name for me the cornerback who was traded for a fourth-round selection in the 2020 draft and will be suiting up for the Denver Broncos this year? So can you repeat the position? I missed that. Oh, dearie me. Bradley Walsh doesn't get this on the chase, does he? Which former <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguar was traded for yeah. a 2020 fourth-round selection and will be suiting up this year for the Denver Broncos. Plenty of waiting on the buzzer. Plenty on the buzzer. <clears throat> Traded to Denver. For a fourth round pick. Who got to Denver? <laughs> There's an awful lot of stalling going on there, getting repeat the questioner now. In there. Come on. They, they only had two corners that oh. were worth trading. Because oh, I can't remember, I can't remember the other one. I'm going to put you on the clock. No, I've got, no, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I've, I've still failed even before we started. Adam, I think your hand was up first, mate. Put him out of his misery. <laughs> AJ Boye. It was indeed AJ Boye. So that was one of the first big names out of Jacksonville. Um, and that's obviously continued um, over the course of the last few weeks. We'll talk about that a bit more, no doubt, later on. Um, Lee, let's get you into the hot seat and let's talk NFL draft. Um, probably a nice gentle starter for you. How Don't many, say that. <laughs> how many quarterbacks were drafted in the first round of the 2020 draft? Four. Correct. It is four indeed. Joe Ooh. Burrow, of course, <laughs> to uh, Justin Herbert, and of course the surprise one, Jordan Love. All these months later, mate, can we make sense of the Jordan Love selection yet? It's going to be one of these, isn't it, where we wait and see, and we, we might have to wait a few years until that happens. You know, Aaron Rodgers is potentially on the decline. Maybe that'll make a bit more sense if that is, you know, turns out to be the, tr- the case. If he's, you know, pissed off Aaron Rodgers and he comes out and he's on a revenge tour from last year, then, yeah, it kind of looks stupid, doesn't it? Because he's not old enough to be on the peak of retirement like someone like Tom Brady or Drew Brees. So it's a wait and see. Um, I guess it does depend on number 12, though. No, absolutely. Yeah, it certainly does, doesn't it? I mean, lots of good noise coming out of the Packers camp. I mean, of course, local reporters always tend to uh, big things up at this time of year, but certainly good noise is coming out of it. It'd be interesting to see how the Packers go. Um, certainly their off-season has been as puzzling as anybody else's in the league, I think it's fair to say. Dave, you're up, mate. Fancy first question. So, can you name for me two of the three teams to have two running backs ranked in the top 32 by ADP in 2020 drafts based on PPR scoring. So two of the three franchises that have both running backs ranked in the top 32 based on PPR scoring. Okay, uh, first up, I am going to go for the Detroit Lions. I don't think Adrian Peterson will have crept in as a Detroit Lion yet. So we're going to have DeAndre Swift and Kerryon Johnson both in there in the top 32? No. Failed at the first hurdle. Failed so. at the first hurdle. Do you want to give me another one, see if you can salvage half a point? 
Okay, we are going to go for the New Orleans Saints with uh, Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Failed on both counts. My word. Deary me. Deary me. Lawrence, you've got a hand up. Do you want to try and help our expert out here? You're on mute, Lawrence. <laughs> I'll go Denver and Baltimore would be my two guesses. We've got one. We've got one there oh. in Baltimore. Tim, you've got a hand up. Uh, San Francisco. No. Adam, got oh. a hand up. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Oh, I, can't, ah, I can't believe that no one said it earlier. Yeah, Cleveland yeah. Browns with Chubb at 11, Hunt at 27. Baltimore with Ingram at 24 and Dobbins at 31. The surprise one for me, it was actually Chicago. David Montgomery at 29 and Tariq Cohen at 32. So that was a bit wow. of a surprise one, but there you go. No points for Adam. Uh, no, sorry, no points for Dave. Let's see if Adam can get some points with the first betting question, mate. So, which of the teams to finish last in their division in the 2019 season is the shortest price to win their respective division this year? Ooh, when uh, when were these odds taken? Oh, well, they were taken by me today. And when I say by me, that's not me, the bookie. That was today. me just having a quick Google. So, yeah, I had, a, I had a quick look. That's got to be Detroit Lions. It is indeed, mate. Well done. The Detroit yeah. Lions, they are the shortest price um, at around about... Can I say 5.5 or 9 to 2? I don't know what the correct lingo is these days. 11 to 2. 11 to 2. There you go. Good job. I'm not the book user. Yeah. Yeah, 11 to 2. Um, me and Tim had this convo earlier, so uh, that was fairly fresh in the mind. Ah, uh, so inside information. I honestly didn't give him any heads up, everybody. <laughs> and Lawrence, it's come to you, mate. I did say that Tim's questions were six months ago. As the retro branch, I'm going all the way back here to 1994 for your question, mate. So here's your first one. What souvenir did Lawrence Taylor request from Maref following his last game in 1994? So what souvenir did Lawrence Taylor request from a referee following his last game in 1994? I have no idea, but I shall go for a yellow duster. Correct, mate. A very good educated guess. It was a yellow duster and he uttered the lines while they threw it against me often enough. I felt like I should have one. So there you go. In your book, mate, as Mr. Retro, is Lawrence Taylor the best defensive player to ever play the game? Yes, I, I think he is. We, we've, we've got, I mean, it's, it, this would make a very, very good article, but I'm, I am biased because I, I saw Lawrence Taylor play um, sort of live during the, the 80s. And I've had franchises of my own with, with when I play a game where you, we have 55 player teams. And I've actually tanked an entire season just so I could draft Lawrence Taylor first pick in the 1981 kind of replay draft. So he is a, an absolute game changer. Um, and he, he, he did. He changed the entire defensive front for the NFL for the entire 80s. So you, you, couldn't, you couldn't coach against him. He won two Super Bowls, should have won more. And it's just a shame that obviously he went to the, um, the dark side <laughs> uh, he always certainly gets talked about up there with uh, you know he's certainly in the conversation some have him as the best player overall let alone the best defensive player don't they so he, he's always up there in conversation um, you talked there obviously mate about your passion for the game watching it all the way back in 1994 we joked about it earlier we do call you Mr Retro what can we expect from the Retro branch of the full 10 yards for the 2020 season well the, the gorgeous thing about doing Retro is 
we can go back at any point in time. It's like, you know, like I put in my little article, as long as you're at 88 miles an hour, you can, you can get in the DeLorean and pretty much go anywhere. So I am absolutely, you know, happy to take requests. So if you come and hit me on the um, F10Y retro on Twitter, I'm happy to start researching an article about previous players, previous seasons. So, you know, challenge me. Give me, give me a challenge. I won't, won't promise I'll be able to do one every week, but give me a challenge and I'll, I'll do some articles going back. And we can go way back. We can go back to the Dayton Triangles if you want. But, you know, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Yes, as always, Lawrence, a fountain of knowledge. By all means, go and give him a test. Always cracking articles when they come out. There'll be plenty of depth and information within them. And like I say, we have great fun chatting all things retro throughout the season. Okay, boys, one round down. We've only got two correct answers on the board. Let's see if round two can shake up any better. So, Tim, we're coming back to you, mate. Let's see if you're free agency knowledge has been triggered can you name the two offensive linemen that were swapped teams as part of a trade at the start of the free agency period so the two offensive linemen that swapped teams as part of a trade at the start of free agency it was between Carolina and LA if that helps and that's probably a very generous clue so I won't go any further than that but yeah, yeah you're, you're, offensive you're, 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 what seems. You're, you're forgetting you're asking me the question <laughs> um, oh I'm in my brain but I can't get them out um, cause I remember Carolina getting slated for it as well because it was an old fella <sighs> the look of agony on his face he's priced yeah no, it's bad isn't it no I don't, I don't know I can't, I can't remember the names you can't remember, it was Trey Turner and Russell Okung who swapped say, teams yeah. as part of that trade. So, Tim, you get, yet to get on the board, mate. Let's uh, let's see if you can make a comeback later on. Lee, let's come back to you, mate. LSU led the way with 14 players drafted in from their programme during the 2020 draft. But how many of those were taken in the first round? So, 14 overall, how many LSU in the first round? Mm, that's a good question. I might have to do some Mr. Monk t- style delay in here. Uh, obviously, you've got Joe yeah, Burrow. The difference is you might know the answer. I ain't got <laughs> uh, Justin Jefferson. That's a couple. Christian Fulton, the second round. Delpit was second round. I'm just going to go with two, mate. You're going with two? Oh, no. Was... <laughs> I've missed the shock of it by the sounds of it. <laughs> Clyde, Clyde Edwards. Ah, of course. And Calavan Chase uh, as well, I think. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. And and Patrick Queen. There were five in total, mate. Five in I think total. Great. Called Joe Barrow went first overall, I think, as well. Yeah, that's what I, I did say. That <laughs> <laughs> I did say. That. I got him and Jefferson. That's all. Yeah, and then might... I could remember all the second rounders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five in the first round, LSU, obviously, like you say, 14 on the draft itself. So, obviously, a big year for them. Mm. Um, and as you said, Joe Burrow, um, obviously, taken first overall. Um, Dave, let's come to you, mate, fantasy-wise then. And for you, question for you is, how many quarterbacks are ranked inside the overall top 100 players by ADP in 2020 drafts based on PPR scoring. So the overall top 100 
by ADP. I should have said as well, by the way, mate, for all of these fancy questions, I am just taking the average ADP from Fantasy Pros. So Okay. So this is in their projected point score. This is their fantasy rank. Fantasy rank. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go for... It's going to be the, I reckon it's going to be the 10 to 15 range. So we're going to go 15. You were slightly higher, mate. You're in the right range. It was actually 12. Carson okay. Wentz is ranked as QB 12, and he's at exactly number 100 in the list. So not a million miles away, mate. But, yeah, 12 is the number you were looking for. Um, I preferred it when we did the quiz that wasn't being recorded, so that at least, uh, at least the whole world didn't know of our, uh, of our ignorance for our specialities. <laughs> Practice makes perfect, though, mate. There's still exactly, plenty, exactly. Still, still plenty of time to catch up. Adam, chance to ex- extend your lead, mate. I suppose. Mm. Who is the shortest price non-quarterback to appear in the betting for MVP 2020? You're going to tell me now. You probably recorded this with Tim moments ago as well, aren't you? No, not this one. But I, I would assume it's Christian McCaffrey. It is indeed Christian McCaffrey. Any guess on the best price odds? I, well, that I could find, mate. Earlier, twenty-five to one. Uh, 33 to 1 I found earlier um, I, I still don't think I'll put a pound on it to be honest I don't think uh, a running back's likely to ever win it but yeah Christian McCaffrey is the uh, next best non-QB just for interest Teddy B he's quarterback he's actually 100 to 1 so that goes to show how much they think the offence runs through the running back <laughs> in Carolina doesn't it yeah Lawrence retro question number 2 my friend Talking again about non-quarterbacks, and here's an interesting question for you. Which non-quarterback was the first to throw for more than 10 touchdown passes in his career? So which non-quarterback was the first to throw for more than 10 touchdown passes in his career? Walter Payton. It wasn't Walter Payton, mate. It was Frank Gifford. He was a halfback for the Giants. He tossed a total of 14 in his career, along with 34 rushing touchdowns and 43 receiving touchdowns. So talk about an old-school Taysom Hill that was obviously slightly better than Taysom Hill by the sounds of it with those numbers. Um, but yeah, did, did Walter Payton throw the most as a running back? If you're asking me the question, mate, you will not be surprised to know I don't know the answer off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> you said I, know you he le- I know he leads the, the NFL all-time for some bizarre statistic, but it might be total touchdowns thrown as opposed to the first. Uh, well, there you go. You said you wanted a retro challenge and you've just set yourself you've, you've, one. You've done me. You've done me there. Well done. Indeed, mate. Indeed. Right, before we get into the next round of questions, Lee, let's come to you, mate. What can we expect from the college full 10 yards branch in the 2020 season? Well, hopefully, first and foremost, a full season. I know we've started the season now. We're just coming into, well, just finishing off the second week um, tomorrow night on Monday. Um, but hopefully we get the full season, hopefully we get a full season to write about and a, a proper draft cycle. Um, so we've had obviously a bit of a rocky start and obviously the NFL is doing a much better job, it seems, than college football in this. But, you know, if we do get a full, se- full cycle and a full season, um, we're going to get more of the same what we did last year, but hopefully just going on to bigger and better, really. Uh, we're going to have some fun articles, some, uh, some player profiles, um, some, some just reviews that we're working on at the moment, just as the, the conferences kick off. Um, and then hopefully on the podcast, just more, um, more guests, because we didn't really have got a lot of guests last year. So hopefully a few, uh, a few faces just to, to sort of buff out our knowledge and kind of make it a bit more fun for the people who are listening to us. Um, but yeah, hopefully, like I say, just hopefully more of the same of what you got last year, some, some profiles, some draft stuff as the season goes on. 
Um, we've got a bunch of new writers um, and old, old writers as well. So um, yeah, hopefully, like I say, more of the same and, and bigger and better things. Looking forward to it, mate. Like you say, good that we've got a season off and running and keep everything crossed that it obviously continues in that way. It's obviously going to have knock-on and ripple effects to the NFL if it doesn't happen, as we've discussed previously. So, you know, fingers crossed for a whole host of reasons that it does, um, yeah. you know, and look forward to the content coming out, mate. Mm. Right then, boys, let's get into the second half of this quiz then. And Tim, you've got some catching up to do, mate. So let's see if you are any better with this free agency question. So which free agency signing was picked up by a team that also homes the brother of the said new signing? So which free agency signing essentially joined a team that his brother already plays for? And I'll tell you what, as your last, if you can give me both the name and the team, I'll give you double points. And it's my prerogative before anybody moans. I'm the quiz master. Uh, any brothers I could think of are the Courties, but they were not this season. What were Griffins? Oh, um, was it Derek, Derek Watt and um, the Watts for the Derek Watt and TJ Watt for the Steelers? Yay! He's on the board and he's on Hello. the board with style. I will Hello. be a man of the word and give you double points, mate. He's plucked one out there. Yep. Derek Watt. I was just playing you, Sean. Just playing you. Joining TJ. Um, obviously, JJ still in the league as well. Very much still a big part of Houston. So, yeah, two of the three Watt brothers now reside in Pittsburgh. Well done, mate. Good knowledge. Lee, draft again. Who was this year's Mr. Irrelevant? Well, I, I would have watched it because I watched the whole draft. Um, if... He made the roster this weekend. So he, right? ma- he made I'm the right? initial 53 and he was selected by the Giants. I gave Tim a bit of a clue. I'll give you a bit of a clue. So he was selected by the Giants and he's made the initial 53. Okay. I was going to ask you if the team was the Cardinals. So I, I'm already off to a bad start here. I'm just going to have to pass, mate. I, I don't remember. Oh, dear, mate. Tim had actually got his hands up for this yeah, one. So come, like on, come on, Tim. Have you got some nah, college nah, knowledge? No, nah, nah, I didn't think it was drafting. I thought it was the Colts. Uh, See, so we don't even know the right team between you. Dearly, dearly me, boys. It was Tay Crowder for the New York Giants. And look, so congratulations to him. He's made the 53. Mm-hmm. Terrible weekend, all joking aside, in the NFL this week. Obviously looking forward to next week with immense... Um, anticipation but obviously a horrible week really when you think that you know so many of these guys that uh, have been battling the way through training camp particularly in this year with the conditions that they've had to go through and do it in um, and as we've alluded to no pre-season games to prove themselves to to essentially be cast aside this weekend pretty horrible for hundreds and hundreds of players hopefully a lot of them end up back on practice squads and those type of things but uh, it is always Always a nasty weekend for the players themselves. But yeah, Mr. Irrelevant, the last selection of the draft. Congratulations to him. He is on the New York Giants 53. Dave, fantasy. This will be an interesting one. They say defense wins championships. From a fantasy perspective, how many of last year's playoff teams have a top 10 ranked fantasy defense this year? So they say defence wins championships. From a fantasy perspective, how many of last year's playoff teams have a top 10 ranked defence by ADP? 
Do so people it's... still have defenses in their fantasy football teams? That's the that's the question I'll uh, I'll pose back. Um, I'm going to go for the. Did the Steelers make the playoffs? Now they couldn't have done. Uh, I'm going to go for four. It's a few more than four, mate. It's actually, uh, do you know what? I, I should have given you some options. I did write down, give give you the option of seven, eight or nine. So I'll give you the options and I'll let you guess again. Seven, eight or nine? <laughs> seven. It is seven, mate. There you go. Didn't you just say it was seven? I probably did. I'm being very generous with these clues, <laughs> aren't I? I'm even giving away answers. Give me, give me the answer. Yeah, that clues. very, very generous. <laughs> yeah, it is seven, mate. San Francisco, the Ravens, the Bills, the Pats, the Saints, the Vikes and the Chiefs were all in the playoffs last year and all have a top 10 ranked defence this year. You did mention the Steelers there. They are actually the highest ranked non-playoff defence from last year. They're ranked as the number two defence heading into the season from a fantasy perspective, at least. Uh, so you you were kind of on the money, mate. I feel like giving you a point just for that bit of knowledge. So, you know, my clue may have been overly generous, but I'm going to let it pass. Uh, Adam, betting. Um, I'm going to stick with the MVP theme for you. We'd mentioned there the first non-quarterback, and you rightly got Christian McCaffrey. How about, can you name for me, the shortest-priced defensive player in the list? Um... And whoever it is, I can guarantee you, I will definitely not be having a pound on a defensive player winning it. If I don't think Christian no. McCaffrey can win it, I certainly don't think a defender's going to win it. But just for I, the hell of it. I would assume it's someone who's... Ooh, no, I was going to say it's someone who's been on hard knocks, but it's either him or it's a brother of someone who's been on hard knocks. I would go with Aaron Donald. I'm going to stick with my first thought. Oh, they always say go with your gut, mate, but on this occasion, you nearly talked yourself into the right one. I'm assuming you were talking Nick Bosa, would you? Yeah, yeah, he would. He was the brother of the Hard Knocks fella, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nick Bosa is the shortest-priced defensive player that I could find earlier. Actually marked up at 100 to 1. Oh, yeah, that, it's not worth it's not worth a quid. <laughs> Certainly not worth a quid, mate, but no. It, it just goes to show, doesn't it? All joking aside, mate, when, when we're looking for a good bet from a... MVP perspective. I know Tim did an article on this recently. We obviously know that the likely candidates are at the top. What what would you say is sort of, you know, decent value, if you like, when you're looking at an MVP? Because as much as I think Patrick Mahomes is probably the likely bet, you're not going to get rich back in him. So, you know, what, what kind of price range do you think is value based on what you've got at the minute? It's a tough one. It's As I said to Tim earlier, it's a narrative-based kind of award. So you're looking at someone who's going to come on good in the second half of the season. So really, you want to look at an easier schedule. Um, obviously, this year, Russell Wilson, it was talked about quite a lot that he's never had a single vote for MVP. So I think that might swing the other way. And Seahawks got a fairly good second-half schedule. Um, other than him, I was looking at Kyler Murray, um, someone who's going to take a big leap in the second year, second slash third year, because Mahomes and Jackson, they were both second-year stars, essentially when they both won it. So, um, yeah, Murray was 25 to one. And, um, I think, uh, I can't even remember the other person I just mentioned. Uh, I think they were, they were fairly decent odds as well. It was, um, yeah, basically it's a narrative driven thing. I personally, I don't bet on MVP because, because of that, you want to get there halfway through the season and see, see where everything's kind of drifting towards. Yeah, and I guess the odds come halfway through the season, mate, correct me if I'm wrong, but they will then probably be heavily skewed to that narrative. So it's one of those, yeah. you're probably almost looking for a bit of a lucky punt at the start of the season on this kind of market, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Lawrence seems to have a word on this. 
He's going to say Lamar Jackson. I can tell you what he's going to say before he even <laughs> no, says No, 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 no. I'm just giving it a bit of retro flavour. The last defensive player we've already covered to win LT. NFL MVP was, yeah, LT back in 1986. But the single, and this will surprise everybody, the single most bizarre NFL MVP, and there is no doubt on this one, is the 1982 NFL MVP. It was a kicker. <laughs> Look it up. It was a, it was a, I can say Redskins because they existed back in 1982. <laughs> it was Redskins kicker, Mark Mosley. He was the NFL MVP in 1982. And that's something that will absolutely never, ever, ever happen again. I have a question. Why? What did Why? he do? He went 20 of 21 on field goals, if I can recall. And I haven't looked that up. I think that's, that's just from memory. And he just kicked. He was one of these bizarre kind of, you know, the, you know, soccer kickers. He had a single bar face cage. He was just a complete character. And the Redskins did go on to win that Super Bowl. And it was a strike-shortened season as yeah, well. So it was that bizarre nine-game season. But still, with the, I think the Redskins went eight and one that year. And he won probably single-handedly three games or something. But yeah, the most bizarrest NFL MVP ever. I thought, Sean, I thought Lawrence was going to say something. I paid quarterback as well. <laughs> I'm glad he put the bit of context on that it was a shortened season because Lee's face when he said he kicked 21 field goals in the season and won MVP, Lee nearly fell off his chair to be fair. <laughs> I was thinking he wasn't even perfect either. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lawrence, we'll stay with you, mate, whilst uh, we're talking retro. I mean, we, we actually talked about this guy earlier. We talked about him, Walter Payton. He also had a brother that played in the NFL. He played for the Lions and the Vikings. Can you tell me what his name was? Eddie, Eddie Payton, and he was a kick returner. So he was drafted in 1979, I think. And he was a, yeah, he was mostly a special teams, a special teams um, kind of gunner and kick returner. And I think he led the league in his first or second season as a kick returner. There you go. I asked for a name and I got a storyline. That's, that, that's why we call you Mr. Retro, mate. Great knowledge. Absolutely on the money. Eddie Payton, top work, my friend, top work. Right. We're down to the final round then, fellas. Um, so, before we get to the final round, Dave, there's obviously been quite a ramp up of fancy content as we've certainly in, in drafts, well, we're very much in draft season, aren't we? Probably a lot of people drafting this weekend as we speak. What can we expect from you boys over in the fancy side of things as the season rolls through? Yeah, so like you say, for the, for the last few weeks and months, everything's been geared around very much the drafts, the draft side of things. And now it is time for the nitty gritty. So obviously in best ball, you're done now. Your season's well finished. You can uh, sit back and relax and enjoy it. But now comes the the trading, the the starts, the sits, the, the waiver wire pickups, all that kind of stuff. So we'll be looking to get two podcasts in. We'll be looking to get a Tuesday pod and a Friday pod. On the Tuesday pod, we'll be having a weekend recap just to see which players stood out and which players busted against our predictions. Um, and then we'll be obviously discussing the, the waiver wire pickups for the, for the Wednesday that we, that we talked about in our Monday article. And on the Friday, we'll be talking about the Thursday night football game and also having a look ahead to the weekend. Uh, we'll be talking about the starts, sits, and there'll be uh, plenty of um, articles throughout the week as well, as well as the Twitter content. Uh, we've got Startem, Sitem, Giffen uh, making its appearance on Twitter. 
this this year, which uh, is going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. So people are going to have to um, we're going to say a player, and people are going to respond with a gift as to how they think the fantasy performance is going to be that week. Uh, we're going to make sure that we've got injury updates for you throughout the week, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, loads going on. Uh, great team, and um, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be there to make sure that you win your fantasy football championships. Looking forward to it very much, mate. Great stuff coming out from you and the boys in recent weeks. And like you say, once uh, the season's off and running, make sure you're active on the waiver wire and all the trades and all that kind of stuff. That's the way to win your league. Don't just do it in August and then forget about it. Make sure you're active, listen to the boys, and you'll get some good advice along the way. Right, boys, final round of questions. Tim, as I was very generous and gave you double points, you are now actually tied for the lead, believe it or not, my friend. You've made a sterling recovery. Um, so let's see if you can finish off in style. Don't worry, boys. There's no chance he's getting. I thought. Me. I thought you. I thought for a second you were building that saying you gave me double points. I thought you were going to give me half points this round. No, no, not at all, mate. I, I tell. You, I will be impressed if you get this one. I'm. I'm that confident you won't get it. I'll even give you some options. So, your final question is: During free agency, Thanks. how many quarterbacks across the league have found a new home via free agency? Is it 10, is it 12, 14, 16, or 18? Yeah, do, you just want to, do you want to fill in 11, 13, 15, 17 there as well and give you more, more options? Um, you try and help yeah, the guy out and he best. still moans at you, doesn't he? Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. I'll give you another clue. Tom Brady 30, was one. Geez. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go with... I'll go 14. Oh, very close, mate. It was 16. 16. 16 QBs on the move in free agency. I did jokingly just say Tom Brady, obviously the biggest name one, um, right through to obviously some guys that will probably be holding clipboards in Trevor Simeon, Colt McCoy, etc., etc. But, um, Tim, just in terms of Tom Brady, we talked about it obviously at the time. You know, I'm still... Even this close to the season, it still doesn't feel quite right to see him throwing in a different coloured uniform, but it's obviously going to happen at this point next Sunday. Uh, now we've had a few weeks and months to, to sort of digest it. What's your thoughts on Tom Brady in Tampa? Do you think he's going to have a good season, or do you think he unfortunately has taken one step too far at the age of, what, now 43 years of age? It's, it's interesting, but unfortunately, it's uh, every move and every throw he makes is going to be under the even more of a microscope than it was in in New England. So unfortunately, that's going to get rammed down our throats for for a little while. Uh, has he made the right decision? I think for him, probably, because I think he wants to step away from the Bill Belichick and shadow and you know prove that he can do it outside of of New England. So I think for him, I, I think the most important thing for him is he thinks he's made the right move, so he's not. Um, you know, you don't want to make a move at the age of, uh, you know, ripe old age of, of, of 43 or whatever it is and you think, oh, is this the right move for me? But he's, he seems to be doing it for his for his purpose, um, which shows that the motivation is still there because it's, it's quite easy. You know, quite a lot of players will just take money wherever it's given to them and then just sit back and rest on their laurels. But Tom Brady's obviously not that, that kind of person. But um, it's obviously COVID um, off-season 
is not going to help his cause. He's got better weapons around him, which will kind of nullify that. And I, I think with the talent that he has and the mental, uh, the state of mind that he has, I don't think he'll he'll miss a beat too much. And I think yeah, he'll he'll do just fine. Um, without trying to go into the betting uh, side of things too much, it was interesting to see kind of how the bookies have reacted to that. I think he's a bit overrated in terms of maybe like uh, a passing yards. But uh, I thought I thought it was a good shout. Uh, a double digit odds for for MVP. I think it was about 16, 18 to one, which I talked about with Adam earlier. Uh, I bet in, yeah, short answer to your, to your question. I think, I think he'll do just fine because he has a good, a good head coach in Bruce Arians and he's got, uh, he's got the weapons around him. Yeah, certainly be one of the fascinating stories of the season. Obviously we get to see that next Sunday. That's the, the late sky game and obviously the Patriots without Brady for the first time in forever um, in the early game as well. Um, it was always going to be the sky selection. So, um, be an intriguing first Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go out of order here, boys, and I'm going to go back to Dave. And the reason I'm doing that is we're, we're going Tampa Bay with this question as well, Dave. So, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the top 100 overall players by ADP, how many are Tampa Bay books? So, we've got Godwin and Evans. Uh, they're locked on. Uh, people seem to be very high on Rob Gronkowski from a fantasy perspective, even though we've got OJ Howard there, who probably at this stage of Gronk's career is is going to be the better tight end. Uh, I can't imagine Gronk has been too strict to his football regime over the last 12 months, shall we say. Um, but uh, people are still high on him, so that's three. Uh, Ronald Jones still going to be in there, even though they've obviously just brought in Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette, technically, he's going to be in there as well. Uh, so we're up to five, and I'm going to say Tom Brady. Was he one of the 12? If people ranking him over Wentz, you said was number 12. I'm going to go no, so I'm going to go with those five. Oh, you were so close. If only you'd have put Brady in the mix. Oh, what is he, like five. 10, 11? Five perfect, and then Brady. Brady, I had him down on the thing that I looked at earlier as QB10. So, yeah, mm. Brady just about sneaks in there. But, uh, People are yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, a huge amount of hype for Tampa. And just get your view on it, mate. Yeah, then let's talk about it from a fancy angle. You've obviously been high on Fournette um, throughout the, the off-season, and I know you, <laughs> you probably were a little bit worried when he got cut last week, but he possibly ends up in an arguably better situation, you could argue. Obviously, the first few weeks will be interesting now as he's certainly behind in the playbook, but you'd certainly think that in terms of winning games and, and being in a position to score points, he's, he's probably arguably in a better position. So are you happier now drafting Leonard Fournette now he's in this situation than you were when he was actually going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar? Well, it's a, it's a double-edged sword with this one because obviously in Jacksonville, like you say, every single game script that we're going to have this year was going to be a negative one. And who knows what is going on at that organisation. They're just fully in tank for Trevor mode at the moment. So who's to say how they would have used Bonnet this year and whether he would have got the 250, 260 carries that he needs to be that, that running back. But... What what's going on in Tampa Bay as well? Because obviously Ronald Jones was was making headlines in camp as to how good he is. Uh, Brady was was singing Ronald Jones's praises. So then all of a sudden we're thinking that we can start placing our fantasy trust in Ronald Jones, um, and that Kashawn Bourne's going to be the the James White kind of role that that Brady's had in in New England. And then Fournette comes in as well. So 
I'm going to say no, but that's purely because I just want to scope out how that backfield looks and how they're going to use it. He's certainly got the potential to be in a better situation because, like you say, they're on a winning team. And once you've got um, Godwin, Evans, Gronkowski, you can't put eight people in the box to stop the run. So the, the running back there is going to have that bit more freedom. But I do want to just watch a couple of weeks just to see how they deploy. Because um, we've got we've got Shady McCoy there as well. I'm not saying that he's going to... Um, He's going to be he's going to be fantastic there, but um, he he is still another piece in that backfield who will serve a purpose. He had what 110 carries, I think it was last year. So uh, yeah, a couple of weeks just to see how it goes, um, and then yeah, I'm not panicking about Fournette certainly, and um, yeah, it'll be really interesting one to see. But his his position could be a lot better than it was in in Jacksonville. But then I look at the teams like the Bears with with David Montgomery out and a. I wonder why they've not gone out. Uh, the same with the Washington football team. Why have they not gone out and got this um, Fournette kind of player? Because they're, they're the team's in need. So it, it didn't make too much sense to me. But yeah, he could be in a better position than he was in Jacksonville. Yeah, certainly be one to watch over the first couple of weeks of the season, won't it? And Lee, just before I come to you for your next question, mate, just on Rob Gronkowski, I watched some of that NFL 32 last week. And overall, you know, bits of it were quite good, some bits weren't. But the interview with Rob Gronkowski, it's just great to have him back in the league. He's just so enthusiastic. And the way he, he was talking about being back, the league has got to be a better place with Gronk in it, hasn't it, Lee? It, from an from a entertainment point of view, because that's what Gronk's become, isn't it? Obviously, he's had his, his foray into wrestling and we'll probably see him in, in WWE or whatever it's called nowadays. Um, again, after after this season. But yeah, from you know, everyone loves Gronk, don't they? You know, he's always up to something. He's always good on camera. He's always a good interview. He's always got something to say. So yeah, definitely from an entertainment standpoint, I'm not 100% sold as Dave just said, uh, considering he's been out of the game uh, for 12 months and you know, like I say, not uh, sticking to his regimen, probably as close as he was when he was in uh, under Bill Belichick's eye. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he's going, what he's got going on. But I'm not 100% sure, um, you know, whether he's going to be the player that we all thought of in the past because uh, as Dave says OJ Howard's there and Cambray as well so plenty of competition for those yeah. catches No, absolutely fingers crossed though that he does uh, recapture it it'll be certainly good to see let's give you your last question then mate in terms of this um, little off-season quiz and we're going back to the draft and it's a toughie for you mate how many draft picks were swapped during trades over the three days of the NFL draft was it 25 29 or 33 I'm glad you gave me some options, mate. That's uh, <laughs> generous of you. Uh, I'm going to go for 29 as a completed guess. Middle for diddle, yeah. Spot yeah. on, mate. On the money. It was 29. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, lots of wheeling and dealing in the draft. A lot mm. of it, to be fair, it happened in the second and third days, as you would expect. There wasn't too much moving, if we recall back. We were all talking mm. pre-draft. If you remember, there was talk of, you know, would um, Miami in particular move up and secure two and one thing and another. Top 10 never really sort of, well, I don't think it had any trades, did it, the top 10? No. Um, so, yeah, it was quite quiet, but 29 overall. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting you know, see what happens with the college season. But it'll be interesting to see if there'll be more selections moving hand next year because people may well have certain guys targeted off, off sort of previous tape and all of that mm. kind of thing. So, it'll be really interesting to see. It's definitely going to be a bit of a funny funny old time, the draft and the pre-draft cycle, because, you know, we're going to have potentially some conferences finishing up in spring and then the draft being immediately after that. And then how people are going to value players who maybe don't get a season because obviously the Pac-12 haven't had a season and they're not got a start date. And then you've got the lesser conferences that potentially not playing as well. So yeah, it's going to be a real jumble. The college football season on all levels is going to be a bit of a mystery, I think. 
Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. But as you said earlier, you and the boys will guide us all through it. So looking forward to that over the course of the coming weeks. Uh, Adam, let's come back to you, mate, for the final question from a betting perspective. And it's, again, a bit of a strange market, possibly. But which head coach is favourite to be the first firing of the season? So not much firing goes on, to be fair, in an NFL season. But there has been some in recent years, normally maybe one or two out the door before season end. Who's the favourite um, to be the first head coach gone? I, realistically, you've got to think it's going to be uh, the New York Jets. It's, it's got to be got to be Adam Gase, but I, I, I seem to think it is. And I, I'm going to have to go with Adam Gase, but I don't think it is. I agree with you. It should be Adam Gase. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's actually Matt Patricia um, who's the uh, favourite. Yeah. Uh, Tim had his hand up I don't know whether that's what he was going for uh, but if you think back earlier to your first question we also said the Lions are the shortest priced to win their division after finishing last yeah. last year so probably some expectations I mean let's be fair you know he won three of the first four games last year and then didn't win a game thereafter so you know he, he certainly needs a quick start Matthew um, so, Stafford yeah. injury that was, uh, that was the issue last year that was his excuse so yeah, he, he might try and blame COVID this year. You never know. But um, the thing is, he was brought in as a defensive-minded coach and his defence have been awful. So I, I get it. But yeah, I I, I would have. I, yeah, I knew it wasn't M. Gase, but that's the one that you've got to, you're going you're gonna to go to. Yeah, no, absolutely. He should be odds on, shouldn't he? Let's face it, he shouldn't be an NFL coach. <laughs> but there you go. Wouldn't, doesn't seem like wouldn't, it. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be a podcast about me trying to say a joke. So you could say it's not, yeah, unfortunately for Matt Patricia, it's not rocket science. He had, to get, he had to get one in, didn't he? He had to get one in. Adam, while we've got you on, mate, let's talk about what's going to be hitting their eyes and ears from a betting perspective with the work that you do alongside us. So just give us a bit of an overview, mate, of uh, what we can expect in the season. Yeah, earlier on today we did our uh, anti-post kind of podcast. It's the second one we've done this season. Is obviously the closest to the start of the season. And from, uh, from now on, I believe we're going to try and get them out every Saturday evening. Um, but unfortunately it's going to depend on what the bookies do it's going to depend on the lines that there's available because we'd like to go in more depth than just the standard spread and totals we'd like to go to player props and touchdown scorers because that's where the value is so if there's nothing available we can't really do it so plan is saturday afternoons and to be out saturday evenings and fingers crossed that's what we'll go with yeah, look forward to, mate. I uh, netted myself a few quid following some of the selections last year. So uh, keep up the good work, mate, and look forward to that throughout the course of the season. Uh, Lawrence, mate, we are coming to you for the final question of the evening. And no pressure, but as things stand, there are three people on two points. Uh, four people on two points, one of which is you, but you obviously only person with a question remaining. So take this question and take the quiz, my friend. So... Who were the last team to win the Super Bowl before the 1970 league merger? The Kansas City Chiefs. He's gone and done it, fellas. He's gone and done it. 50 years later, they repeated, obviously. Brings the podcast full circle right back to today. See, that was clever. That was, boys. I planned that and everything. That was really well done, wasn't it? So, yeah, absolutely, mate. Spot on. 50 years ago before the merger, uh, the Chiefs, and obviously then they had that 50 years of hurt, didn't they, until winning the big game at um, in February. That feels like a long time ago, but as we said, the new season very much around the corner. Well done to Lawrence there for 
mopping up and taking the quiz. Um, you've hopefully got a bit of a flavour of what you're going to get from us here at the full 10 yards. We're going to have a bit of fun along the way, but obviously plenty of guys that have got plenty of passion for the game. And whether it's college, fantasy, betting, you like your retro stuff or you're just interested in the NFL in general, we'll be here throughout the season um, to hopefully guide you through it. Uh, Tim, I know you want to give a bit of a plug to the season guy that we've obviously been working on and you know we're very proud to have distributed, I believe we said earlier we are, I don't know if it's official, but we're going to call ourselves the number one American football brand in Asia now, aren't we, after our successful sales in Japan? But I'll, I'll hand it over to you, mate. Yeah, the Suzuki and Honda sponsorships are streaming in. Um, yeah, obviously, last last couple of months we've all worked uh, very hard to produce something that we we're very very proud of. Um, and say so just before a couple of a couple of days before the season, if you want to purchase a, a season guide, um, either in the hard copy from from Amazon or if you want to get the PDF version, which is available on the website, uh, there are there are discount codes uh, available around this. So you have to scour around the Twitterverse, and there's some people giving some stuff away as well. But if you want there. Something to read to get you in the mood. Maybe say if you've had no preseason games and you've not really got into NFL like what you you have done in yesterday. Give us give us uh, give our season guide a try. Um, 130 pages of NFL goodness. Um, there's loads of pages that you can look at on Twitter or Amazon. You can have a look inside to, to see. You know, even if you're a rookie watching it for your first season, there's a, there's a good double double digit number of pages on, on a rookie guide specifically designed to help those that are getting into the game this is not the easiest game to, to pick up in the world so uh, and then each team kind of has three pages dedicated to them which covers everything from from the NFL the draft uh, fantasy football uh, betting and, and obviously there's some fan opinions in there so it literally is jam-packed with lots of uh, of, of goodness uh, for, for people of all NFL knowledges um so yeah, go make sure you go and give it a, give it a check out. And say the PDF version is available at fulltimeyards.com forward slash shop. And say get, get get a discount code and it goes straight to your inbox. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Like you say, I think we're all proud to have been a small part of that and great work by yourself pulling that all together. Obviously, the, the even better news is that money goes straight back into the game in this country, which is what we are all extremely passionate about. So, you know, please make sure that you go and get yourselves a copy. It is well worth a read. Right, fellas, let's get out of here. And I will go and ask you all one final question and you can answer your question in as few words as possible and say your goodbyes. So, Lee, let's start with you, mate. Who wins the college football championship this year? If they're gonna, Is there going to even be one? That's probably a very strange question for you. But if there is one, who's going to take it home? Yeah, it's, it's going to be strange, isn't it? Because if the spring championships instead, then is it a proper uh, you know, playoff and things like that? Uh, it's going to be one of the obvious guys, unfortunately. It's not going to be any sort of, uh, sort of dark horse or anything like that. I'm just going to go with Alabama, just as a, as a staple of the game in college ranks. Um, but yeah, a bit of a boring answer, but you know, safe one, considering uh, the funny season we might have. That's fair dues, mate, and look forward to all your college stuff, mate. Thanks for joining us tonight, buddy, and no look worries. forward to all your stuff throughout the year. Dave, fantasy point of view, who's going to score more fantasy points this year? Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? Uh, Patrick Mahomes for me, I've got him as my QB1 on the year. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he had a historic year last year, and of course... The very word, the very word historic means that he's likely to, to take that step back this year. Um, he, what was it? He had less passing yards than than Kyle Allen last year, and Kyle Allen played about three less games than him. So as soon as defense is able to to focus on the run, oh, Lawrence isn't happy at all. But, he led um, the league yeah. in touchdown passes. 
please don't forget that <laughs> minor statistic whilst you're, whilst you're battering him. The league MVP with the, with the greatest single rushing performance by a quarterback in NFL history and led the league in passing. But no, no, let's, let's all write him off. Someone's, no, I'm, I'm not, someone's, not writing someone's him off. Firework. Um, he's, um, he's undoubtedly a, a such a great job threat. Um, I just think Mahomes, we see the Mahomes of year before last and he's, he's creeping up to his 5,000 yards and uh, 50 teams. We, we won't get that, but he'll, he'll creep up to there and we see, uh, we see him reclaim his fantasy number one spot. Hey, if you don't need to appease him, just say you don't don't think he's very good. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get. I haven't, even, I haven't even got Lamar Jackson at number two, so how's that going to go down? Yeah. I say I'm. I am. I, I said this. I said. I think I said this on Twitter. I said it to Tim. We've got to get some sandwich bets going. So we'll line them up for I'm, tomorrow night, mate. We yeah, will line yeah. them up for tomorrow. Let's get some of those ready. No problem. Adam, final words from you, mate, just in terms of what's your, what's your best value bet for the season? Give you any market you like. Oh, yeah, we, uh, we spoke about these earlier. It's um, Detroit Lions over six and a half uh, wins or the New York Giants being first pick in next year's draft, uh, which you were able to get at 20 to 1. It seems to have disappeared now, which is a bit annoying. Um, but th- their schedule is terrible. It's, it's horrible. Uh, I think they're probably only going to have one win in the first 10 games. Um, so, yeah, the, the Giants being very bad this year, essentially, is is what I'm looking at. No, fair dues, mate. Fair dues. Thanks for joining us this evening, mate. Look forward to all your stuff throughout the course of the season. Thank uh, you. Lawrence, it's obviously very difficult to ask you an opinion from a retro-based perspective on what you're looking forward to this season. But we'll obviously talk tomorrow night, mate. So do you, do you just want to say... A good boy, well, unless you've got a, a wonderful stat to grace us with to end the pod. Maybe not a snap, but just kind of the milestone, and that's the the incredible career of Frank Gore. I just think we've we've got to recognise this guy is a living legend. He is going to Canton. I don't care what anyone has to say. His playoff record is absolutely abysmal, but his um, career rushing performance. He is he's third all time now. He can reach Walter Payton if he stays stays around for the next couple of seasons. He's not going to reach Emmett Smith's all-time rushing record. But Frank Gore, just just you know, embrace the Gore in um in the big apple. And and what's going to say he's going to go over five hundred yards? I, I think he will. He hasn't no. he hasn't gone under five hundred yards forever. So I can see him getting over five hundred yards in the Jets. So good luck Frank Gore. Yeah, go on, Lee. I was just going to put a question to Lawrence. Lawrence, do you think he can hang on for another couple of years when his son could come into the league? So, that Southern Miss, Frank Gore Jr. Is a, I think he's a sophomore. Yeah, I tweeted that out the other day, actually, um, from the retro account, that as soon as, as soon as he comes out, I'm drafting him because <laughs> I've got 20 years of fantasy if I've got a <laughs> dynasty team. So look forward to that. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I think the, the, whole, you know, the whole Gore thing is just fantastic considering his reputation right at the start of his NFL career was that he was brittle. If you go right back to his college days when he came out of, um, came out of college, it, you know, was he going to last? He has done an incredible job. So just, just keep an eye out, pay some respect to Frank Gore for the 2020 season. 
Absolutely, mate. Great shout. Great shout indeed. So, Tim, coming to you to close off, mate, as the NFL branch rep. Obviously, that's where I will be residing for the season as well. So, it's probably a question for both of us, mate, and I'm sure we're going to have a different answer to it. Who wins more games, Cowboys or Browns? <laughs> well, we, we, are, we, we do have a bit of a homering, homerism, don't we? So, I'm obviously going to go Dallas Cowboys. It's... Uh, Dallas Cowboys turn for a double-digit win season this season because they've since alternated for, for, for the last couple of seasons. So, time for the double-digit wins. Well, maybe that's one of our first sandwich bets tomorrow, mate, because uh, I've been on the hill forever. This will be the year that the Browns have a winning season. I've been saying it forever. Dave thinks they're going 5-11. and 11. I reckon he might have that the wrong way around, but we will wait and see. <laughs> You've got to be optimistic, folks. We're all O and O. The season is upon us. Enjoy the NFL. It's back. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. I look forward to sharing this platform with you throughout the season and all the great content that we'll produce. Massive thank you again to anybody that's already brought or is thinking of buying the season guide. Please do so. You will not regret it. And above all else, enjoy the NFL season 2020. This has been the Full 10 Yards Podcast, your home of all things American football. We haven't even talked Britball and XFL, guys. There's no end to our collection of goodnesses there, but we'll be here throughout the season, and we look forward to you being a part of it with us. As always, let's sign off in the great words of Kevin Cadle and say bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.